What's going on, guys? Tansberry here for the Wakeham Auto Family. They can get your credit turned around the way they turn mine around with Wakeham's Credit Amnesty. If you're worried about your credit holding you back on a new car, it doesn't have to. You bring home just $350 per week, Wakeham can get you pre-approved for as much as $30,000 in automotive credit. Find Wakeham online at wakeham.com. It's W-A-I-K-E-M.com. There's no hard credit pool there, no social security number required either. Just a couple of easy questions, save you some time later on at the dealership. Let's get you in a new ride and get your loan approved at wakeham.com. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomena, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, The X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to Paranormal Stakeout. I'm Larry Lawson, your host and guide on our continuing journey to discover the answers of what really exists on the other side. And I'm coming to you from the headquarters of the X-Zone Radio and Television Broadcast Network in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And I'm speaking to you from the studios of the Southern Command Post of the X-Zone Nation in beautiful Vero Beach and Felsmere, Florida. Uh, Tonight's, tonight's a special show. Uh, those of you that have been with me uh, for many of these shows in the past, we've had groups and families that have uh, been investigating together. But tonight I'm actually bringing on two of the gentlemen that helped me begin my journey and, and the creation of our organization, the Florida Bureau of Paranormal Investigation. And it's my two sons. And so this is kind of a, an interesting and special night for me. I want to introduce to you Ryan and Evan Lawson. Ryan, uh, Ryan's interest peaked in the paranormal at about age 11 after a significant experience in St. Augustine, uh, Florida, at the lighthouse, the famous lighthouse there. This, that event led to the creation of the Florida Bureau of Paranormal Investigation. As Ryan's interest in the field grew, he became one of the more skeptical voices of the FBPI, ensuring that evidence was always critically examined. Now, at age 21 and in college, he continues to be an integral part of the organization. Evan, on the other hand, has become part of the has been part of the organization since he was 11, and his free spirit and open-minded view of the world allows him to be able to think outside the box. It was in his early years as a member of the FBPI, he began to discover his ability to see and experience things about the paranormal that others could not. Now at age 19, Evan continues to hone his abilities and proves to be an important part of the team. So guys, welcome to Paranormal Stakeout. Hello. Uh, hello, thank you. <laughs> uh, it's been a journey, hasn't it, gentlemen? Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. It's it's been it's been quite a journey. Ryan, 
you were with me at the start, man. We went to uh, St. Augustine. Yes, sir. It was your it was your tenth birthday or eleventh birthday? I can't I remember. Was, I think it was the eleventh. Okay, that's what started this whole mess. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Oh man, we've been watching like all the TV, the ghost hunting TV shows for a few years beforehand, and it was like a tradition. Every single Wednesday, we'd watch Ghost Hunters, and um, you know that was just our tradition. We watched it all the time, and then over time, we were just like, "Wow, I wish we could do that." Wow, you know, I wish we can go there and do all that stuff, and. You know, one day we just did because for my 11th birthday, I'm like, Dad, you know what? I want to go to St. Augustine. We live in Florida. Why not? And that's what we did. And it, it just shot off from there. Yeah. Yeah. And that particular uh, event there, uh, you remember what happened? C- kind of give a description of uh, what, what happened that night. That was kind of an intriguing uh, event. Yeah. Yeah. So we went on the tour. I forget the specific name of the tour that they were giving, but it was a tour of the lighthouse and um, we just had so much fun during the tour that we decided, hey, let's do it again. So the people said, well, since you've already done it, go ahead and go in the lighthouse while we do the tour in the um, with, with the other folks, with the other folks. Yeah. And so while the tour for them was in the person, the um, the conductor, the guy who ran the lighthouses, his house, mm-hmm. while we were in the lighthouse and um, we went about what halfway up and we just decided to sit and listen because that's like a really big that's a key thing you have to do when ghost hunting just sitting and listening and waiting for something to happen and about 20 minutes in we heard a little girl laugh and it kind of freaked us out a little bit but the first thing we did is okay we're gonna look around see if there's any anything like to make that noise microphones speakers whatever yeah 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 and we could not find it and so we started walking down and we heard it again, <laughs> we heard it again. And then we're just like, okay. And that's when we left the lighthouse that night. And it was, it was an amazing experience. I still remember it to this day. Yeah. And it just seems like yesterday yet it was so long ago. Um, what actually got your interest in investigating the paranormal, Ryan? I know we watched the shows but what about it really intrigued you, especially at that young age? Because I want to talk to you about youngsters doing this a little bit uh, it'll, later part, later in the show. What was it that really grabbed you? Just learning, knowing what, what's out there. I mean, little kids are curious about everything. And mm-hmm. that's one thing I just kind of latched on to. Like I said before, we watch the shows all the time. I was being introduced to it, you know, and we even went to St. Augustine. You know, it was just one of those things where... I want to learn more about it, you know. Did you did you wonder did you have any concept at that age of the other side of of life after death? Was that something you even thought about at that young age? I mean, not for myself, but kind of, yeah, cuz you know, everywhere you know, you know people talk about the paranormal, people talk about life and death, you know, even when you go to church and stuff, you know, they talk mm-hmm. about it too. Um, but not as a whole, not really. I never thought I knew about it, but I never got into like critical thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Has that evolved for you as time has gone on? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I think more and more about it, you know, I want to learn more about it. Um, but you know, still respect it at the same time, if that makes any sense. It actually does. But uh, I find you to be very skeptical. You're you're not somebody oh, yeah. that. Why are you Why are you skeptical? Talk to me about how you view things and how you view evidence. Well, my belief is, about ninety five percent of the time, it's coming from your own head. Like I I'll see people on some of our you know investigations and stuff, and they'll. They'll be in a dark room, they'll be doing an EVP session, and you can already tell they're kind of like freaking themselves out a little bit. And then they'll hear something or they'll see something, but, you know, it's just a car light going through the window or it's the AC turning on, and it can make you very jumpy. And I've, when I was younger, that happened to me all the time. I would psych myself out. But mm-hmm. I, you just got to learn what 
is actually happening. You really got to sit there and look at the evidence. You got to look at your environment. Um, mm-hmm. You got to try and stay as calm as you possibly can. And oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I'm just. Uh, it, it's easy to say, but it's tough to do. And you talk about our investigations. We we do do uh, events with folks yeah. that um, we 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 invite them to come out. How do you? Do you find that that's a big issue with folks that come? And I don't even want to call it a, a, a ghost hunt. When we do our events, it's more of an experience. Yeah. Um, do you find that this is really common with folks that are coming the first time? Or do you find that most folks can settle down and, and, and you know, critically look at, this, look, look at what's happening? Or do you find most of them do freak themselves out, I guess is what I'm trying to ask you. Yeah, I, it's half and half, in my opinion. I feel like there's a lot of people out there that can just stay calm and mm-hmm. just do it and look at it in a scientific way, I guess is the best way to put it. And then there's, a, I could see a lot of, and you can tell, like a lot of people come in, it's their first time doing it. Maybe somebody asked them to come, you know, mm-hmm. and they're kind of like shaken a little bit and they can get uncomfortable very easily and things can happen and it may not actually be happening and when pe- that happens to people, you know, I just tell them, you know, just try and relax. You know, nothing's going to hurt you. Nothing's going to freak you out, you know. So, yeah. Yeah, I do. I do find you to be a calm influence, I've got to say. Now, in these events, you talk about a lot of people get themselves worked up, get themselves psyched out or freaked out, if you will. Have you ever seen anything actually legitimately happen at one of these events? Oh, yeah. All the time. Things do happen. Um, that 5% when things happen, it does happen, especially on our events. Um, I'm going to talk about the old schoolhouse in Felsmere. In Felsmere, Florida. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, our event we had not too long ago, the last one we had, um, we were using the spirit box. Mm-hmm. And um, the thing's just cycling through all the channels. Um questions are being asked but then we hear the word incoming coming out and almost immediately after that the elevator started moving and we just hear this loud bang come from the inside and then we heard a laugh come through the spirit box and to me that's the coincidence of having that bang and the income the word incoming coming out the bang and the laugh like simultaneously right after each other you know. All right. Well, I got to ask you this, Ryan. I, because I, 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 rem- I remember that that happening because you led led one of the teams. Mm-hmm. What's to say that what you, could it have been coincidence? You know, the the spirit box for those of you that aren't familiar with it is something that cycles through uh, radio frequencies, and it it uh, the theory is that the white noise in between the frequencies that's that's cycling is where folks. Um, maybe hear words. Is there a chance the word incoming followed by the laugh? Could it have been a coincidence? Could it have been a radio station from what you heard? It could have been. I mean, there's no exactly saying unless you hear it was me or like some entity coming from the spirit box confirming that was them. You can't Mm -hmm. really, you can't 100% confirm it. It could be coincidence. There's always a chance for it to be coincidence. Mm Mm-hmm. And okay. So, yeah. But but yeah, that kind of, that, that that did freak a few folks out. There's no oh, doubt yeah. about that. And that schoolhouse can be pretty darn pretty darn creepy. Um, uh, I kind of enjoy the one story you have up there with the, you. You came down one night uh, when they were laughing in your ear. Oh yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, we're about ready to take our first break. I'm going to let you finish that when we come back, and then it's time to get your brother on here and chat with him a little bit. So. Um, Folks, stay with us. We're about to take our first break. This is Paranormal Stakeout, and I have Ryan and Evan Lawson, two of the founding members of the Florida Bureau of Paranormal Investigation with me tonight, my two sons. So folks, stay with us. We'll be right back after this break.
It's hard to listen to the news without realizing we're living in volatile, unprecedented times. Yet never has there been such an opportunity to transform the human condition. As old structures fail, where can we find the guidance to co-create a better way? Find Your Path Home is an ever-evolving, leading-edge information, education, and healing resource center designed to support and guide you on your path to unity and enlightenment. Based on sound principles employed by Shaman Worldwide, we provide techniques that can support you through the current transitions, offering online shamanic classes, international long-distance shamanic healing sessions, complimentary Mission Evolution radio episodes and Stairway to Heaven TV vignettes, seminars, retreats, and much more. All of this can be found on findyourpathhome.com. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, simultv.com, simultv.com. What's simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. SIMULTV.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about SIMULTV.com. SIMULTV.com. And we are back on Paranormal Stakeout with my guests tonight, Evan and Ryan Lawson, two of the founding members of the Florida Bureau of Paranormal Investigation my two boys. Now, Ryan, just before the break, we briefly talked about an event that happened in the Felsmere Old School. And uh, I got to kind of set the stage because uh, you tend to be a very serious individual. Uh, don't laugh a lot. Don't, uh, don't joke a lot. Well, not, at least you don't make a lot of laughs. But you had an event that happened then or something that happened one night in that school that really shook me. Why don't you, or, why don't you tell us about it? Yeah, I mean, so many things have happened inside that schoolhouse, and so I get used to it, but it's always, you, I can't say I get used to it. Sometimes it'll startle me when things happen, but, you know, I'm somewhat used to it. So what happened was we're finishing up with a tour, and I go up to the choir room on the second floor, and I go ahead and try to lock the door, and it's kind of dim in there. So I'm trying to get the key in the lock, and you know, I'm just talking to myself, getting angry because I just want to get it locked. And then I just hear a bunch of little kids, like, right behind my right ear start laughing. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then I go ahead and I lock it. And I walk down very calmly. And I look, I look my dad straight in the eye. And I'm just like, Dad, they're laughing at me. <laughs> and I'm like, who's laughing at you? And you said? The kids. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that is an interesting place. One of the, and we're going to go into more stories here in just a few minutes, but got to get your brother on because otherwise the little uh, sibling rivalry is going to start carrying me into play there. So, Evan, you still with us? Uh, yep, right here. Okay. <laughs> How did you – you were kind of – you came in late. Your brother and I went to St. Augustine. You really wanted to be part of this. Why? What, what made you want to become part of this journey we're on? Well, the original start of it was, you know, seeing, you know, my brother Ryan do it first, you know, being the younger brother, I got I was just like, I got to do that now. So okay. that was that was that was the original reason why. The other reason why is, you know, I was always on the other side of the couch watching all the shows along with them. So I I myself was curious about um what it all was and what the experience was like. So it was kind of like there was a few reasons why I I wanted to join in uh, to the fun. <laughs> What what are some of your early ex earliest experiences? I mean, you finally got in, and I was kind of uh, kind of um, strict about that. You you had hit eleven before I let you be, become involved. What were some of your earlier experiences that kind of got you energized? My earlier experiences, um, probably it was another time we went to the old school. Um, this time we were in the lightkeeper's house instead of the actual lighthouse. Oh, you're uh, talking about St. Augustine. You yeah, St. Augustine. I'm sorry, St. Augustine. Um, and we were on the third floor or the second floor, rather the ballroom. 
and uh, it was me, Ryan, and and you, and uh, we clearly heard a, a little girl laughing. I did, and it was probably my first experience with the, with the paranormal. And that at that moment, I was like, "Oh, okay, this is not just a TV show anymore." So <laughs> I, <laughs> so that's that was probably my earliest experience. And, and just to clarify for folks that may not be familiar with the lighthouse in St. Augustine, as it was being built, the uh, construction manager, uh, his daughters were killed in an accident on a, the, tr- the rail cart they used to bring uh, supplies up from the beach to the construction site. And they used to play on it. And they had a, a tragic accident during the construction. And uh, two of his daughters died. Three of his daughters died, I believe. And that's where you the the reference to the little girls laughing come at the uh, St. Augustine Lighthouse. So, um, so time's going on, Evan. You're uh, you're getting more involved, and now you're one of my team leaders when when we do our events. Yep. When did I am, you start? Uh, Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was I was just agreeing with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But some other things began to happen with you. Something I didn't expect. Um, can you kind of go into that a little bit? Um. Uh. Yeah. Uh. I, I'm assuming you're talking about the. Uh. uh what you're happened? At, yes. Okay. So. Um. We we were doing one of our tours, and um. It was uh. We went to a place called the Section Foreman's House, which is um. One of the first buildings in Felsmere. Uh. And, I was just standing there. Our 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 team was kind of walking around and um i got this weird feeling that i've never gotten before and i just felt like there was a presence there and i looked out um amongst the trees and through my mind's eye i didn't physically see them but through my mind's eye i could see the just rows of of beings which i felt were indians for some reason i i and they were just watching us from behind the trees. Um, and it was the first time I've ever felt anything like this or, or you know, saw anything like this. And um, I just stood there watching. Um, and my, my I grew colder. I didn't learn this till later, but apparently I was cold to the touch. Um, mm-hmm. my, my, my dad saw me, and being, you know, super dad, he runs over and he knows that something is wrong, and he, he gets me out of there. And the farther I got away, the better I felt. But that was the the first moment where I I discovered that uh, I might have a little bit of a of a, a sensitivity to this uh, this stuff. Uh, what's happened since is that see I've always had a problem. I'm going to tell you. I think I've explained this to you before. I had a had problems with folks that said they were mediums. I didn't really grasp it as a a longtime policeman hearing folks uh, that, that claimed to be mediums trying to give me information that wasn't correct, I really was skeptical about the whole thing. But watching you, that was part of my metamorphosis that I'm a, a, a lot more open to it than I used to, used to be. How did, the, how did this begin to develop? Now, I remember that night very, fairly well. You said, Dad, they're watching us. And I, and I looked across, and who's watching us? And, and you said, the Indians. Now, once again, historically, we know that that area was inhabited by the Ais and later the Seminole Indians. So that was a historical piece of information that came along with that that, that helped. What other things have happened to you that have kind of given you the idea that perhaps you have this gift, or at least you have some level of sensitivity? Um, there are the it's really hard to think of a specific moment. Um, but, uh, I know in several different locations I've gotten just feelings like something is happening or, um, there have been times where we've been in, uh, just uh, in a, in a cemetery, for example, and I've, and I just got the feeling like I'm being like kind of pressured down or there's lots of things like coming to me all at once and it Mm -hmm. was overwhelming. Um, but to, to pinpoint an exact time is, is kind of, it's kind of, difficult (laughs) do you ever think do you ever are you ever concerned that it's perhaps maybe your imagination or emotions are are overtaking you or how do you discern between the two whether it's an actual feeling of something being there as compared to maybe you're just your emotions taking over oh all the time i always i always have that 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 second thought of like 
okay, this 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 might be just in my head, and it, 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 especially in the very beginning, um, I just thought this was just in my head. Like I tried to get really logical about, it and I'm like, okay, this 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 can't be. It, it has to be some other reason. And even to this day, to an extent, I I, I doubt a lot uh, of what I I feel. Um, it's just it's just because it it is so kind of like unbelievable. It is so in, in like difficult to grasp. Um, so I try my best to look at it in a logical way. So I I don't start like clouding evidence or or putting out or just straight up lying by accident. Um, mm-hmm. I, I always try to filter it through a logical uh, filter. So. Um, which kind of becomes difficult because logic and you know not logic kind of clash sometimes, mm-hmm. and um, that that uh, that's where it really gets a little difficult. <laughs> and I know you've you've actually struggled over it, um, and and I've watched you come to me and say that you're you're just not sure if it's real. Yet there's been s- several several times that you've come to us with information uh, that has proven historically to be correct. I mean, and we've also had. Uh, connections with uh, that entity we call Billy in the in the school, for example, that you've been able to help with. Did you get anything when you were younger? I mean, did, I mean, we talk about what happened at the section foreman's house, but did you have anything when you were younger that made you gave you pause that made you think that you're seeing something you shouldn't be, or did this come later? No, I I looking back, I think the the, the signs were there. I just assumed that. Every kid got like that. Does that make sense? Like, um, yeah. I, I like what I'd be like laying in my bed and I'd get like the feeling that there was someone like standing there. Mm-hmm. Um, or I would be like walking around and I'd be like, oh, there's someone watching me there. But I, I just thought, assumed at the time that that was just like normal, like person feelings, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, every kid, every kid feels like they have a, a guy standing over them. While while they while they sleep, you know, it's just um, me psyching myself out. Um, uh, it wasn't until that event that I started looking back and thinking, wait, what if this was something a little bit more than that? Yeah, yeah. And and are you coming to? Are you starting to come with term, to terms with it at all? Are you doing anything to to develop it further? Um, I've definitely definitely come to terms with it better than I had uh, back then. Um, I, I'm starting to. Uh, I found that uh, I'm, I am taking uh, a little bit of precautions and and trying to develop it a little bit better. Um, I've I have like techniques that I do that um, help me uh, do it a little bit more accurately and a little bit uh, safer. Um, so I have been working towards improving what I can do, but I always face it to this day face it with a sense of ske- um, skepticism. Skepticism. Yeah, it's just so it's it's not you know inaccurate okay well listen we're about we got this is running pretty fast boys so we're gonna get ready to take our second break here uh this is paranormal stakeout i have with me tonight ryan and evan lawson two of the founding members of the florida bureau of paranormal investigation and when we come back after this next break we're going to start talking about philosophies so stay tuned How would your life change if you could develop the business and personal skills that you need in order to make more money? Do you want to learn how to achieve your big life goals faster? Then go to findhiddenmoney.com and get the Goal For It online course. The course teaches you how you can set and achieve your biggest goals while completely overcoming the roadblocks to your goals so that you can realize your dreams and imagine more success. Go to findhiddenmoney.com. Memorable dynamic presentations are a not-so-secret weapon in the business world. Do you have a powerful message that must be shared, but you haven't found a way to deliver that message? Do you want to be known as a top public speaker who gets amazing results? Are you ready to create and deliver your powerful message? Thomas Hides can help you create and deliver your speech to get the results you desire. Visit iconquality.com. 
Did you expect your business to flourish, but instead it plateaued or didn't get off the ground yet? Would you like to achieve massive goals and discover new sources of income within your business? When you're ready to experience that type of success with fast results, Cindy Hendricks is the business coach for you. Her work with entrepreneurs and business owners has been life-changing. To get you and your business where you want to be, go to imaginemoresuccess.com. Has the fear of public speaking stalled your business or personal life? What would you give to develop and maintain supreme confidence? Have an invaluable private program to always perform at your best. Imagine how you would feel. You can have all that and so much more today with Thomas Hyde's life-changing course called Number One Fear Unleashed. Visit NumberOneFear.com and be liberated from your fear of public speaking. And we are back on Paranormal Stakeout with my guests tonight, Ryan and Evan Lawson, two of the founding members of the Florida Bureau of Paranormal Investigation, and my two sons. Uh, guys, a lot's happened over the last 10 years. We've, we've all grown together uh, in this field. But I'd like to know a little bit of what you think this whole phenomenon is. For example, what do you think a ghost is? What is your opinion on what a ghost is? Evan, you go first. Uh for a ghost, I believe that it's energy. For um, that kind of, um, you know, it's just energy that comes from us because we're all uh, like beings of energy. So for me, it makes sense that part of that energy um, becomes the the entity. So you're saying that the energy that that of us. That's what we're seeing. It's not a is it is it a spirit? Is it what should be going to heaven, or is it just residual energy? I believe that it is residual energy from us, you know, passing on, and the energy our energy just just kind of um, comes out from that. Does it retain our personality? I think so. Uh, I don't. I, I don't quite know how. I, I, but I, I, it definitely has, uh, it definitely keeps the personality. Can you give us an example of, of this energy keeping the personality? I know you've got a couple of good examples. Um, uh, oh, oh, like, um, yes, yes. Uh, Billy in the old schoolhouse, he is, he is quite the, uh, the prankster, the trickster. He, he constantly, even through the dowsing rods, he finds a way to make a joke. Um, and, or like at the Marsh Landing, uh, we have the, the guy in the bar who constantly show, he's kind of grumpy he doesn't like me very much, uh, and he makes that very apparent. So they definitely have personality. So, yeah. So now, uh, can you explain to the audience the difference between a residual, uh, haunt and an intelligent haunt? Sure thing. A residual haunt is kind of like a, uh, recorder. It goes. It plays back and back and back over and over again. It doesn't respond to you. It is unable to, uh, like, answer your questions. It's kind of like the energy is trapped within the the building itself. And it's just kind of playing over again. While an intelligent haunt is one that retains the, like the the personality and it can answer the questions and. And manipulate things. It's not. It doesn't. It's not going in just one straight line. It's going all over the place and making decisions. Mm-hmm. So it's. But it's energy. That is your philosophy. It's the 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 energy of those that were before us. Yes. With it. Okay. Ryan, what say you? What's a ghost in your opinion? It's pretty close to what Evan says. I personally think there's your soul and the spirit per se. Your soul passes on that's what goes on to heaven and all that you know when you pass away but like evan said we are beings of energy and that spirit will stay on and that's Mm -hmm. what the ghost would be it would be here so considering that philosophy then would it be um you know, you'll, you'll hear folks that are psychics and mediums talk about the spirit world and, and spirit leading folks and maybe coming back in another life, maybe going on to another plane. You're kind of describing that as being the soul that I guess, 
Where, whereas what we're seeing here in our physical being is just that energy. Would that be a, an accurate description? Yeah, I would say. I feel, so. Yeah, I would agree. Okay. Um, why do you think these spirits? Uh, why do you think that energy is trapped? Do you think it's a physical thing? Do you think? I mean, do you think it's just like the uh, whether it's uh, quartz or the woods grabbing it, or do you do you think there's any any reason that they would be trapped here? I don't know. If, does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. I don't think it would. Yeah, you could say it's trapped, but we we could never. I I personally don't know. For me, this is just my personal belief. I don't. I think maybe it has to do with something like a separation, you know, like the separation of mind, body, and soul. If you want to think of it like that, something has something stays here, but your body stays here, and your body creates that energy. Your physical body creates your energy as your soul moves on. You mm-hmm. know, your body is still here, and where does that energy go? If you think about it. Energy cannot be, you know, created nor destroyed, only transferred. That energy is being transferred into something else. And that's kind of walking around, if that makes any sense to you. Yeah, I, it, it does. I, that, that, that's well put. Now, um, what do you think of the theories of dimensions? Einstein talked about parallel dimensions. What have you guys got to, f- what's your opinion on that as far as this phenomenon? To an extent, I think it, it can be. I, I don't. I don't believe that as the because if it were dimensions, right? Then mm-hmm. what's keeping people on the other dimension? Um, wouldn't we be seeing investigators from the other dimension coming up to us, being like, "Is there anyone here with us right now?" Does that make sense? Yeah, I guess like, it does. That's a good point. Um, so that's what's keeping me away from the dimensions theory. Uh, unless it, it's kind of like a thing where it's a one-way trip, which I don't know if that would make much sense in that term. But um, but yeah, that I don't that really doesn't work for me only for that reason. Okay, Ryan, I feel the same way. I don't think the dimensions theory really it doesn't do it for me. Is the best way to put it. <laughs> okay. Cause, cause, <laughs> um, just like Evan said what keeps it from other investigators from other other points in time or dimensions coming and seeing us now if you want to put it like people saying something or asking questions from the quote-unquote other side mm-hmm. and you can hear that and those are the investigators from the other side asking those questions um but you just never know i mean i don't believe in the dimension dimensional theory so much just because of basically what evan said okay how are we going to prove this either way, guys? What are your thoughts? I mean, you hear me talk about it. You hear me, you know, expound upon it during my uh, meetings and whatnot. But what do you? How do you guys? How do you guys think we're going to solve this, or are we going to solve this mystery? In the, in the words of the great Larry Lawson, <laughs> until Abraham Lincoln pulls a chair up next to me and tells me exactly what it is on the other side, we will never know. I, I agree with I, I agree with that. If I don't think we're, I think it's a mystery that is worth being investigated. But I don't think it's a mystery that will ever be solved. Oh, at the same come time. on, guys! Guys, I mean, you got to have faith. Okay, okay. Um, exactly what what Ryan just said, though. Unless we get like absolute proof, absolute like undeniable proof, like. Abraham Lincoln sitting down, or if we get like an EVP of e- Abraham Lincoln, like saying these things, like and it's like a full string sentence, you know, it's it's really hard to undeniably say it, okay, um, unless this happens. All right, th- okay. See, that's not acceptable to me, guys. There's got to be an answer. It's the detective in me. Well, There's got the to reason, be. A- but that's the reason why we do this. We are quote unquote investigators. We're trying to figure it out. And no, there's the skeptical side of me because, you know, that's just how I am, thinks this, we're never going to be able to figure it out. But there's always that sense of adventure, per se, in all of us. And that's why we're doing this. We want to know. Even if somebody says, we don't know, you're not going to know, we want to try and figure it out. We want to know. Even though we may not get there, we want to try and get there. Oh, yeah. I totally agree. Okay. What if, 
what if during this quest, during this, this journey, it actually comes to us through our investigative techniques that it's all in our own mind? It doesn't really exist. How would you guys take that? It'd be disappointing. Well, I would, I, I would, because I do come at it with such a open-minded perspective. I wouldn't be too surprised because for me, it's like uh, it, I look at it that way. So if that were the case, I'd be like, okay, I was prepared for this. I'm prepared for any case. So I'd be like, okay. Yeah, but what about all the hard work? You know, of it was us still fun. It was it. still fun. It's it's a it's it's still fun to investigate new things. Go ahead, Ryan. Finish what you were saying. No, that's that's basically what I was saying. What are all the hard work? Because we've been doing this for God years, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, like after say thirty years of doing this, you know, we've just been constantly doing this, and then it just smacks you right in the face. Mm -mm. All. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, you know, I'm a skeptic, yes, but I've been putting so much time and effort into it. I truly do believe there's something out there. I don't know if I'd want to accept it. I mean, part of me would, part of me wouldn't, you know? Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Um, so the bottom line, the bottom line is you're going to keep working and you better because we've got a lot of work to do. And you guys, I'm not going to let you off that easily. So Yes, sir. <laughs> we got a lot of work yet yet to go. How how young should how young should a person be before they start doing this kind of work? You guys got any thoughts on that? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I think around fifteen. Oh, you were belly aching at me when I wouldn't let you in before eleven, but now you're I know, but 15, that, now right? now I'm older and I can see that there, when it comes to this, it's kind of a very delicate science, right? So you there is a kind of maturity you have to have to be able to do it to ask the right questions, to be safe and protect yourself from anything that might want to do you harm. There is a kind of maturity that you have to walk into it with. That's okay. why I say eighteen. You know, 18 I think, wow I, I think you need to be very mature to do this you know it's not something to play around with i've seen a lot of kids that are younger come in here and just think guess what it's time to goof around and find some ghosts no that's that's not how it works mm -hmm. you know you gotta be patient you gotta just know what's going on okay and ryan i gotta cut you off there buddy because we are about to come up on our last break this hour is going fast so folks stay with us for the last portion of our show tonight paranormal stakeout we'll be back right after this if you are looking for a safe zero calorie natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today just like sugar is what you're looking for just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. 
You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. And we are back for our final segment tonight on Paranormal Stakeout with my guests, Ryan and Evan Lawson, co-founders, two of the co-founders of the Florida Bureau of Paranormal Investigation and my two sons. And uh, before we go any further, I got to invite everybody to check out the other great programming on the X-Zone Radio and Television Broadcast Network. Go to www xzbn.net to see all the terrific shows out there including this one paranormal stakeout and you can visit me at my website at www.paranormalstakeout.com and i'd also like to invite you to my team's website where you can even see more about my two guests tonight at www.paranormalfbi.com well guys our first show together and we're we're heading down to the the last stretch here we were talking a little bit about young people getting involved in this, and I don't think that's a subject that gets talked about very often. I know that some of our walking tours, and then we have events, I will occasionally get uh, questions from folks. Uh, my son or my daughter is this age, is that too young? And it's really an, an open-ended question, but now you guys are talking about, Evan, you're saying 15, and Ryan, now for maturity reasons, you're even saying 18. But what really, really caught my ear, gentlemen, is the issue of safety. Which one of you would like to uh, jump in on that one? I'll jump in first. Go ahead. Um, you, you don't... It's, this, it's the type of field where you kind of don't... You need to respect what's going on. You don't want to upset what's on the other side. You need to treat this whole thing with respect because in some way something might, you know, latch on to you or follow you home. And then that just creates a whole slew of issues. When you're doing this, you need to respect what's going on because that's well, how? the safe how do you, what do you... Don't go out and provoking things. Okay. Don't go out and be like, come to me, spirits. Show me what you've got. Stuff like that. You should never, ever, ever do that. Provoking, calling them out, stuff like that. Just don't do it. It is the most unsafe thing you can do in this field. Mm-hmm. Next to going to places you probably shouldn't be going into. <laughs> <laughs> what say you, Evan? I, I agree. Uh, you don't always know what you're talking to. And you don't know what you're inviting. So you always need to take precautions uh, when you do this kind of thing. You don't want to accidentally take something home with you that is going to ruin everything. Um, well, okay. No, go on. How do you prevent that, gentlemen? How, uh, you know, talk about how we do it. And Evan, you in particular, you have, you've got that other, that other aspect of this whole thing. How do you guys protect yourselves? I'll let you go first, Ryan. Basically, in my mind, you have, and this is what I've been taught. Um, this is what I've been shown over the years. You have domain over your body. Whenever you finish an investigation, right before you leave your venue, you need to say, you cannot follow me home. You must stay here. And mm -hmm. doing that basically protects yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Evan? For me, it's kind of difficult because me having a, a little bit of sensitivity to it, it kind of makes me kind of a, like a lantern to a moth. It's it, they they're kind of drawn to me, so it makes it a little bit more difficult. But exactly what Ryan said, you have to understand you have dominion over your own life. So if you set your own boundaries, say you cannot come home with me, you must stay here. 
usually they will uh, follow that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if not, I kind of, if I want to get extra protected, I kind of call on my grandfather because he's kind of the person that I find protects me. Uh, I kind of see him as my protector. So I ask him to like, hey, can you kind of help me out here? And usually that works. And that's my dad, right? Yes, that's your dad. Yeah. yeah. Um, and of course, one of our protocols now when we're conducting a, a team investigation is a, a prayer to begin with and a prayer to, to end. Uh, and there's all kinds of interesting uh, thoughts and ways that different teams do it. But you guys would agree at least doing something. Yeah, I got you. Oh, yeah. you can't yeah. just go in. You can't go in unprepared. You can't. Yeah, yeah. I might add, you guys are making me feel like father of the year. I let you both start doing this at 11, and now you're telling me 15 and 18. So. Well, is, you've, trained us, you've trained us well. You, 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 did, you did train us well, but we didn't know at the time either. And doing this for so many years, it kind of enlightens you, and you learn. I mean, we probably shouldn't have done it at that age, but we wouldn't have learned. You know, and now we can pass that information on to other people. And isn't that what's important, guys? As we learn, as we grow, we teach others the right way, the respectful way, the proper way to do this. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Um, favorite pieces of equipment? Um, I, I'm curious, you know, because I see you guys use different pieces of equipment. Ryan, what's your favorite piece? I love my laser grid. <laughs> <laughs> why? Tell us why. So I have actually caught a few things on the laser grid. I think it's awesome. Well, what is it? Explain what it is. Basically, it's one of those high-density laser pointers. You know, like the ones you shoot up at airplanes, which you should not do. Don't ever do that, folks. Don't don't do that. But as an example, (laughs) but it's instead of one big continuous beam, it shoots out hundreds of little dots. And it covers Mm -hmm. about, what would you say, 500, 500 and you can even yeah. split it down to 100, 100, and you put it in a big area, and you just leave it there, and you can see shadows go by it. And I have caught a few shadows on that thing, and I've uh, other people seeing it too. And it, it, it's just, I just think it's awesome. Uh, so, laser grid. Any other piece of equipment you particularly enjoy? Mm, boo, buddy. It's a good trigger oh. object. I boo stole that from you, didn't I? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what's boo what's boo buddy ryan explain that to our, our listeners i'll let evan explain that one because it's his favorite one of his oh favorite thank you <laughs> so i'll explain boo buddy real quick it is a terrifying piece of equipment it is a basically a a stuffed bear that asks questions and d- conducts uh, evp sessions for you which yeah. is an um, electronic voice phenomenon Okay, before you freak everybody out saying we got haunted <laughs> teddy bears with us, wh- why is it doing that? What's it? What it? What's it got in it? It's got it's got a voice box, and it's got um, it's got a battery pack, and it asks uh, it, it just cycles through questions like Pre- you put a pre-recorded questions, pre-recorded yeah. questions. Yes, um, it, uh, it's got other features like if something touches it, it goes ooh that tickles, or if it turns cold, its paw turns blue. If it turns if if it gets warm, its paws turn red. But it, I I don't like it because you're in the middle of like a dark room and all of a sudden you hear, let's say our ABCs and it's just it's kind of it's it doesn't do it for me as as Ryan so eloquently put. Well, wait a minute, I'm I'm asking for your favorite pieces of equipment. Oh, here. my favorite piece. Oh, well, he asked me to explain it. Sorry. Um, so my favorite piece is the dowsing rods. I love the dowsing rods. It's my baby. Um, I love it because it is, what it is is two rods. And you hold it by by beads or something that's surrounding the metal rod, and it it, it moves. It crosses if uh, the answer is yes, or and it splits apart if the answer is no. Now that it changes between who's using the dowsing rods, because some people have it open for yes, cross for no. It's whatever. Okay. Um, yeah, well, let's back are. let's back up a little bit. Dowsing rods. Explain what they are. Explain how you use them. Uh, what what was their original function? Well, their original use was to find water. That's what we as humans used them for originally. Um, but when you're using it for the paranormal side of things, um, you have to understand a few things. Um, first of all, what in my experience in using dowsing rods, uh, not everyone can use them. It's like a 50-50 shot between if they work for you or not. Um, and it's it, it, that's kind of non-negotiable. Like for some reason it works for one person – Works doesn't work for another person. I don't know why. Now that that's just from my experience. Also, when you're using dowsing rods, 
they're not just using their energy to move the rods. They're also borrowing some of yours. And that's not something to be afraid of unless you're doing like a super long dowsing rod session. But um, yeah, so you just understand that, that you're they're using some of your energy to move the rods as well. Um, but I like it because it's it's physical equipment. It's not electrical. There's no wires in it. It's just good old-fashioned ghost hunting, and I just think that's cool. And we've had some pretty interesting experiences with the, the rods, you using the rods and getting cooperating uh, uh, information on other pieces of equipment. So I can tell you that. Um, in our last couple of minutes, guys, uh, I want to know your favorite spots. We've been to a bunch of different spots to investigate Tell me your favorite spot and why. Evan, you go first. Oh, wow. There's so many cool ones. Um, I got to – my favorite spot has got to – I got to give it to the lighthouse in St. Augustine. It's just such a beautiful area. The whole place around it's beautiful. Um, it's haunted as heck, that's for sure. Um, and it's just – it's such a cool place to investigate. I hope to go there uh, again to with all the new stuff that I know now um, and investigate it in the future. But um, I, I love the area around it, and I love uh, the structure itself. Okay. Ryan, what's your, what's your favorite spot? I guess you could say this is cheating, but Fellsmere, the schoolhouse, and, like, the Marsh Landing that we go to. Mm-hmm. Um, you can never go wrong. There's just so much stuff going on there. I love to go and investigate there, um, learn more about it every time we go. We see stuff, hear stuff. It's just a very active spot. What what is your um, your most your your most uh, significant memory from uh, the either the school the schoolhouse or the marsh landing? Mm. I think it has to be the picture that we took, the best picture. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's hard to describe because we can't show it to anyone, but. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, actually, actually, yeah, actually, some folks have seen it now, and it's a it's a pretty cool picture. Um, Evan, yes, your most significant piece of evidence in our last mm. week. We got about 15 seconds here, bro. All right. Um, okay. So, best piece of evidence. Uh, I once uh, I saw a, a, an orb. We were in a cemetery, and I saw a big blue orb. Like with my eyes, go up and then into a into a gravestone. Okay, great. With that, guys, I hate to cut you off, but we're at the end of the show. Thanks for joining me tonight, guys. It was great being on with my sons. What a proud moment for dad. Thanks everybody for joining us, and we'll see you on the other side next time on Paranormal Stakeout. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500 plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomena, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, The X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. 
If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light.